0: Game on, <laughs> game on, Terrence. <laughs> Whoa, guys, pumped up. <laughs> I Wire I had her, grab the nats, throw the sticks in the middle. It's time for episode 50. Straight off the pipe 50. There's never been an Oiler that's worn the uh jersey 50, so there's no uh no relativeness there, other than maybe we could call it a Teddy Peckman plus one. Uh, little uh extra episode tonight with some friends to talk about the the current winning streak the homestand the trade deadline the playoff picture uh so with that um uh, we've got my co-host as always mr megathread mike dersa how you doing buddy
1: oh i'm doing pretty well um yeah it's kind of a nice little uh stretch of games at home running the table um they weren't all kind of gimmies, you know, uh, started off with some stiffer competition. And, uh, you know, there was some adversity, I think, a, a little bit um, through through this, but they found a way to, to get it done. It's, uh, you know, it's not as much doom and gloom. Uh, Jay Woodcroft has me feeling a little bit better about, uh, you know, the playoffs coming up. And um, I'm interested to see if we, you know, do anything between now and the end of the deadline uh, tomorrow, but uh, we'll get into that, I guess. So what do you guys think about the, the last little bit here?
0: Well, we'll get into that after the rest of the intros, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: guys, guys asked to do one thing, really. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the heavy, <laughs> high, rattled, heavy hockey head honcho. Mr. He Bear, my uh, Haligonian handsome hunk, you're a Triple H <laughs> no matter what. Welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah,
2: <laughs> happy to be here. Uh, thanks for the recap, there, there. <laughs> okay.
0: Thanks for the small talk, Mr. He uh, And last but not least, uh, we're teeing up the star of our show, Mr. Oh, Ryan oh, Lotsy. Oh, lots oh, hey. Whoa, whoa! I get to decide. All right, all right. <laughs> Not the guy that owns the network, not the guy that's <laughs> chirping from Grand Prairie with his camouflage hat. I decide. All right. That's, that's me. Okay, boys. So what I was at the game on Saturday afternoon. Um, what I witnessed was a pretty sloppy hockey hockey game from my perspective. Uh, looked like a little bit of a track meet. Um, you know, I didn't have the advantage of listening to Jack or Stoff or any of the guys call the game. So I'm not sure. I'm sure you guys had a different perspective um, I just thought it was a lot of uh, a lot of high danger chances, a lot of trading chances, um, and at the end of the day, we just have better finishers. You know, I think that that team reminded me of Oilers, you know, five years ago with uh, Hughes and and sure, and, and and Jesper Bratt surprised me. Um, you know, those guys look like the, the young Oilers from a few years ago where they're just trying to find their goaltending, although we're still trying to find our goaltending. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be interested when we get around to it to see what you guys thought of that. But we uh, extend our current winning streak five games on this homestand. Uh, it's only the fourth time in franchise history that we have gone perfect in a five game homestand. Uh, Yamo's on a heater. Um, the Oil have scored 19 goals in their last three games, 27 in their last five, with only 13 against. I'd say Barry's even on a mini heater. Hell, even Devin Shore's on a bit of a heater. Uh, relatively speaking, Connor McDavid hits 90 points for the sixth time in his career. Only Gretzky and Howard Chuck have recorded six 90 point seasons before the age of 26. Connor picked up a goal and two apples to get there. And speaking of heaters, Connor McDavid seems to be the heat right now. I feel like he might be skating faster than he ever has. Um, You know, and speaking of streaks earlier with this five game winning streak, I, I think this has maybe been one of the streakiest seasons of the year. I'll maybe add it up one of these days, but what have we had? Couple of five game winning streaks, a six-game losing streak, a seven-game losing streak. We've had and I don't know how many times we've just went win-loss win, but it doesn't seem like it's been a lot this year. So anyways, here we are, boys. Uh episode 50 already. Seems like we just started this show, but you know, it's uh not much to celebrate because I'm sure we'll still do 50 more. Basically just a reminder that I've had 50 evenings in my life where Durst has pushed my giant buttons for no reason and I've had to put up with it. So maybe let's just lead it off right there. Um, Over to you, Dirce. and I'd like your input on the street and uh, how it's been going. Oh, wait, never mind. You did that already. So uh, we can go (laughs) to the
3: next person. Just kidding. What'd you think? Okay, done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talk. <laughs> you Tell be- us something really
0: intelligent about hockey or t- update um, us on your feline pride fighting cat fight in the basement, whatever you want.
1: Actually on that cat front, uh, you know, on <laughs> on, on Friday night we had to take our uh our, our cat to the to emergency vet clinic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha- have a little work done on his paw. So that actually uh nice segue. I don't even think you met, did. he you, did he land it
0: on the other cat's orbital bone and that cat's next to go or we are lining up stretchers there or uh, what are honestly, the names? Uh, Which honestly, one wears the title?
1: Honestly, <laughs> honestly I think we got a scrapper on our hands and and his name's Loki and and he kind of <laughs> is is kind of the dark uh enough said The dark figure. Yeah. Enough said Yeah. Cool. What do you want to talk about with hockey? Well, I think this acquisition of Evander Kane <laughs> is uh is a decent one. You know, I th- <laughs> I'm uh Play. You know, he, I don't even think he's up to full speed yet, and he's still kind of a goal every other mm-hmm. game kind of kind of player.
2: It's on pace for 43, 43 goal season.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hey, awesome. But guys,
2: guys, he's playing with Connor.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason for sure. Yeah.
2: Playing with Connor. Yeah. <sighs> Isn't that no, anytime like... somebody's successful on the Oilers? Guys, he's playing yeah, with da- Connor.
1: But sliding Yamamoto yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dominic Cahoon did well there
0: too.
2: <laughs> um,
0: Mikey, uh, Hibbert? What do you think, man?
2: How did uh, how did you see that thing roll? Oh out? man, you know it's an exciting time to be an Oilers fan. Like just to listen again. to NHL media say the Oilers are relevant again was <laughs> like it blew me away. I thought I had what to... a difference a five game yeah. heater makes, eh? I know. I know. All of a sudden we're in a spot. I, as I said uh, to you off air, I'm there's no way I'm predicting playoffs or not anymore. I just don't get this team. Uh, I wouldn't bet on anything, but um, hey, you you know. Uh, I don't believe in uh, not critiquing a win, but I'll tell you what—it's uh, pretty hard to be unhappy right now as a, as a fan of the team and and watch them go uh, all out and and the guys you know that you want to be going all out are going all out and Connor McDavid and Leon Drysital and uh, and the supporting cast is great and that and you know lots is made of Vegas in their uh, rush of injuries. We had a a whole yeah. uh, whack of. Uh, we had seven guys, seven regulars out for a while. We're still coming back. We still don't have Nuge. Uh, and um looks like he needs to still uh, maybe another game before he's top-notch. Um, I don't, we haven't seen the best of this team yet, and I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah, Kind of peaking at the right time, I'd say. I can't disagree yeah. with much of that at all. Uh, Lotzi, I know we're at the Tampa game together. Well, not together. We're in the building together. Um, and then I was at the game, New Jersey. It's been pretty cool to go to the arena and watch that stuff. Live. I had a great time. ISO camming with my own eyes and watching whatever I want to watch instead of what the TV wants to show me. So um, what have you seen over the last five games? How'd you like that game last yesterday?
3: I mean, yeah, if you want to talk about yesterday's game, it I think Jersey did a good job of taking advantage of us on turnovers in the offensive zone. Like, they're they're a quick team. Like, quick. Jesper Bratt, like, looking before the game, seeing that he's a point-of-game player in the NHL right now, like, that blew me away. Couldn't believe it. Good uh, on, agreed. Good on,
0: Seeing him live, I can I can see why. Man,
3: he, he's he's, oh, like, he's fast. He's skilled. Yeah, fantastic skater, and he's got the hands to go with it now. Apparently, but uh, I was a little concerned coming into this homestand because you got two really good teams in Washington and Tampa Bay at the start, and then you bookend it with three games against teams that we should have beaten but you know how well we perform in those games typically. So I, I was a little worried, but you know what? That was a huge win against Washington. They threw everything they could at us, including a last-second game-tying goal. We get the OT win, though. Tampa yep. comes into our building, and we just – we were the better team that day, Plain, yep. plainly quick. <laughs> like, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs come in here, and we were the better team. Mm-hmm. We played and, them all
0: the, the game before, too.
3: yeah. And then the Detroit game, it looked like we were going to run them out of the building, and then we let them back in. So that, that was a little concerning, but we still found a way to get the W. Like Detroit threw everything they could at us, and that's a game where I've, I've seen this team fall too many times before, but we found a way. And then we did what we needed to do against Buffalo, and Jersey gave us another scare as well. But once again, we found a way. So I mean,
0: Yeah, none of them were Picassos, right? Yeah, none of them were precocious.
3: Not a perfect home stand when you look at it, but the record's perfect. That's all we care about.
2: Yeah, scoring possible. first. Scoring first. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, still some of the mistakes are still
0: in the game, I think. Like you still see some of the uh falling back on their old ways if you will, you know, especially in that New Jersey game when they blew it and um, you know, a couple of games before that when they did as well with Washington. So You know, I'd still like to see them tighten a lot of that up, but ultimately, you know, it's hard to complain with what we've seen. Like uh, Ryan said, wins are wins. There's no pictures on the score sheet and we're not looking for Picasso's. We're looking for playoffs. So um, what a difference a five game heater makes. It looks like we're in an incredibly better position than we were even a week ago, let alone two weeks ago. Uh, we're sitting at 35, 23 and four, 74 points in the Pacific. We're two points behind the Los Angeles Kings and two points ahead of the golden Knights. So, you know, those three teams will dictate where with games in hand, that's right. Thank you. So, you know, those, those three teams will dictate the slots, right. And it's going to be down to, you know, who doesn't want to play Colorado and and who does want to play, you know, if it's LA and the Oilers then we're playing for home ice advantage and, uh, I'm I'd like it better if we had all my advantage. I'll tell you that because I think that LA can play a playoff type of hockey, right? They they can really bang and grind and and they know how to win other than McClellan. He's been more of a regular season, successful coach. So I'd like to see what he can do in the playoffs, but I don't hate our chances either. Um, Durst, I know you're have been on record saying, you know, if we line up against Colorado, you're worried and and everybody else will
2: be just fine with you. Um, You still feel that way?
1: Um yeah I think Colorado is still a team that that can do a lot of damage in a hurry. Um I I just I, yeah I don't like that matchup for us. Um as far as the Kings I don't think it matters if we have home ice or not. It seems like fans yeah. in L, fans in LA take a couple of years to kind of figure out that they got something there. They're sort of bandwagonish. So uh yeah. I can't see the Staples Center just being, you know, anything close to what roger center will be um so you know you go there you win one game and all of a sudden you're still stolen, stolen home ice and i don't think that's a, would be a problem for us against them
0: yeah for sure is that the way you see it lining up that it's going to either be a a half-assed end of the season and it's colorado or do you see us still falling off and not making the
1: playoffs where where do you stand yep. there No, I think we're pushing now. I think we're in a good spot. I I, I don't see us just squeaking in the back door. I think we can climb the ladder a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree there.
2: Michael? Yeah, I I mean, I'm not going to talk about whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. Let's just assume that they will. (laughs) Let's assume that they will.
0: He he knows i will be all over
2: him if he flip-flops again. Yeah. (laughs) I, I I mean, look, you know, if you're in that position where you're out of the wild card and into the divisional top three Uh you're that many points ahead with games in hand of, of the wild card spot. That's, that's pretty fair to say that, you know, likelihood of playoffs is pretty likely at this point. So they've done what they need to do. You know, uh, there's, I hate to quote um Sutter, but I'll quote Sutter playing Colorado is a waste of eight days. Like that's Colorado is too good this year. Like they're the, the, the you know they're the tops in the league you know bar none. Uh, the question you know the question that I I I think they've never I mean when's the last time have they got out of the second round with McKinnon? I don't think they have. So we'll no. you know we're that's going to be the big test for them. Can they get over that mental block right? And if they can, then uh, I fully expect them to win the cup this year. So you know if Edmonton ends up against them, which I think we're in a good spot not to. I think and anybody else anybody else in the west you should um you should have a good shot at winning the first round you know I I you know I I think the goaltending thing is kind of like we've got two guys that uh played some good games lately and if if they can find it in them to stay hot at this important time yeah. You never, you never know what happens in like goalies have come out of nowhere in the playoffs and, you know, everybody calls them voodoo and that's exactly what they are. Uh, you know, This one's maybe not necessarily voodoo, Michael, uh, since Woodcroft took over, Miko's been 14, two and one. Well, it's amazing what a, you know, a little bit of a defensive system can give you though, too. Well, right? not being yeah. the coach's whooping yeah. boy. Yeah, there's that too. Absolutely. hundred percent. You feel good about coming to the rink every day and, and, and can Koskinen, that's part of it, man. Koskinen talked about that, right? Like he talked about the mental exactly. side of his game. Maybe that's, maybe that's a big part of it. I don't know, but you know what? I'm happy with where this team's at right now, considering I did say uh, multiple times in the past few weeks that I didn't think they were a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad they're proving me wrong. Yeah, I, lo- I love being wrong about
0: those things. Yeah, <laughs> That's what you're going to be wrong about, if anything, yeah. right? And I mean, and let I mean, me ask.
1: Since then, what's really changed, other than Tippett gone and, and Kane coming in?
2: Yeah, well, well
0: systems. Yeah. I think the way they plug up the neutral zone has helped the defense incredibly. That's, I think the way they keep oh, that it, forward high is
2: yeah, yeah. Tippett, things, and and you know what, Tippett, crazy as it is, started at the last game, right? Like he his last game putting Nuge on the third line, right? like taking the depth that everybody said we had at the beginning of the season and spreading it out to make it actual depth rather yeah, 263 than 63 yeah.
0: career coach games. And it took them to the 263rd to figure that out.
2: Yeah. Like Woodcroft's not an idiot when he needs a goal, he puts dry and McDavid out there. Right. Like, he, yeah. you know, you can't fault the guy for that. You, that's the nuclear option. It's just when you're playing it as your only line in a game, multiple times in a season, it's a, you know,
1: that's uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. he, he <laughs> yeah. uses he uses it like a nuclear option. Like he doesn't go to that that often. That's exactly it. You're right. Yep. After a penalty kill, or yeah, like a third
3: period if they're down or something.
1: Like yeah, that. or or the last minute of a period. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. he's do- he's doing that a little bit, but it's not like okay, we're trailing, get out there, like uh, you know, as
2: as you should. Every coach in this world uses their best players on the ice in key situations, right? Yeah. Every every right. coach in the world. Woodcroft's no different. You can't fault them for that. But uh, to use those two on the ice in, in, you know, for forty minutes a night and uh, <laughs> and just ride them till they die. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway, I've said my piece. I'm uh, <laughs> put myself on mute. <laughs> That'll last long. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, he brought up Koskinen and talked a little bit about that, which I'm glad he did because you know that. <clears throat> Uh, I think, you guys, the biggest question mark we have right now is, is basically that. Is, is Koskinen under Tippett a thing of the past? And, and now Miko under Woodcroft is, is a new goalie? Because if that's the case, and, and he is, you know, maybe with that confidence comes consistency, we don't know that yet. How would we? He's never been confident. But let me ask you this, Lotzi, Who's the first person after Connor McDavid... And that horn goes off, and La Bamba starts playing. Who's the first person Connor McDavid goes to after every win?
3: <laughs> I know Miko Koskinen is well liked and respected in that room. And you got it, buddy. I mean, he's got every reason. To, I mean, they've got every reason to like the way he's playing right now. And yeah, yeah like, we we watched Miko here for a long time now to know that uh, he struggles when he gets overworked, and we've seen evidence of it. Mm-hmm. I, I liked what, how he handled the question last week. <laughs> Some, mm-hmm. I can't remember who asked it, but somebody asked him what he thought about all that. and He was just like, oh, that's something you guys have made up, right? The thing that we keep yeah, forgetting. He, he bare go. made it
0: up. We dealt with that on All Others Live. He drove that uh, whole bus out of town with Costco on that's
2: it. That's right. Still mm-hmm. driving. Still driving that's it. Right. But well, the okay. thing
3: we forget about Miko Koskinen is that he's won a Gagarin Cup in the KHL. He, he's taken a mm-hmm. team through an extended playoff run and won a championship before, right? Mm-hmm. So that, of course, is not the NHL. And it, that was a few years ago now, but he's proven that he can do that in the past. On a stacked team with
0: that didn't have to team. abide by the salary cap when every other team in the league did,
3: but you know that's another story. <laughs> of course, didn't. sorry, different set of circumstances for sure. But he <laughs> was in net.
2: Yeah, he's got if that I winning pedigree. That winning pedigree. That's right. that, that Keith type of uh, you know, je ne sais quoi. You know that
0: uh, type. Of... He's he's Keith got oh, some <laughs> je ne sais quoi. Him and Bouchard <laughs> had some pretty good je ne sais quoi on that first goal. <laughs>
3: You're looking tonight like Mike Smith was Calgary's best player in the 19 playoffs. He, it was a short run for them,
2: but oh man, was he! Having- he, eight,
3: he had an 898 that regular season.
2: Yeah, and he yeah, came he out, out of nowhere and just had an, an incredible
3: that. playoff series.
2: Right? Yeah, Mike Mike Smith was so good that I actually said positive things about a Calgary Flame after that series. Like that's right? how good Mike Smith was. Like he was. He was the only reason that game wasn't done in the first night. Where he was the only <laughs> yeah, reason. Sure right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only reason Calgary didn't throw in the towel on the first night. So the guys, we're just going home. I uh, <laughs> I, I,
3: I wouldn't say waste Co- of five days or four. Days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I wouldn't say Koskinen's out of the woods now, no. uh, but no. but he's definitely playing better. Like. He did a pretty good job of keeping Detroit in the game the other night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He likes the uh, theatrics for sure, right? But you like, know yeah, what? What about what?
3: goaltending, though. Like, I'm, looking, I'm thinking back to teams that have won the Cup in the past decade, like Antti Niemi, when he went to Chicago. and like, What did he done before he got to Chicago? Like yeah. like nothing. Jordan Bennington, what had he done before he won the cup in St. Louis? Well, Durst, like, maybe Nico
0: just thrives off drama, like I do.
3: <laughs> exactly. You never well, know. I'm like you never know what's going to happen once you're in the playoffs. You just never know.
1: I think he plays better against the better competition, like we the Oilers used to do for a long time.
3: That's fair. <laughs> so yeah, I feel sh- like we're
0: shaking that reputation a little bit, to be honest. I think we've just kind of he hasn't though. <laughs> oh fair <laughs> what, what's that michael sorry
2: oh i was gonna say uh skidzy's listening on uh twitch right now he said uh, it was Tichkowski from uh from post media right that asked yeah the rob
0: Tichkowski asked that yeah. question that's yeah. right yeah yeah it's not like there's facts out there or stats that prove that he's streaky i mean yeah that's just innuendo miko we all made <laughs> that up None of us watched <laughs> games for the last three and a half fucking years. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways. But, all right. Um, any last words on the playoffs uh, or the stretch or anything on that? I'd, uh, and then if, if so, we'll do that and then we'll tee up Lotzi for, for his little segment. So uh, Durst, any final thoughts there?
1: Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it feels good to uh, completely run the table at home. That, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's positive And uh promising and it puts us in a whole better position than, uh, I think we thought we were going to be after that, you know, East coast road trip where where they did all right there too. Um, one more point on that Eastern trip would have been, would have been huge. Uh, but yeah, to come home and, you know, not, not drop the first one cause it's the first game back off a road trip and you know, all the excuses are the last one. Cause you're tired and, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's hard sleeping in your own bed and, <laughs> You know, you let no, the dog out no, in the middle of the yeah, night again. Yeah, no excuses. Like they, they, they got it done. So uh, let's see what happens. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, for sure. For the next 24 hours and away we go. What's your take on that, Michael?
2: Uh, yeah, I, you know, to echo what there's to say, I mean, how can you not be happy about five games at home? Just, to, you know, we were, I think I was hoping for three of five. Going in and to take five, all five. and mm-hmm. That's awesome, and to watch some of the uh, you know falter, like L.A. faltered a little bit recently. Uh, Vegas is obviously uh, you know really down in the down in the dumps, and and of course Los a Eichel lot of Eichel that, yeah, and lost Eichel too, and and you know what? I don't feel the least bit of uh, you know soreness for them because people don't. They never gave a shit when that happened to Edmonton. Right, because it's happened a lot. We've dealt with a lot of injuries in in Edmonton, not to mention Connor McDavid being out. And how many times people say, you know, this team is nobody without Connor, right? Um, well, you know, is Vegas anybody without their star players? I don't think so. I mean, every team needs their star players. Oilers are no they- different, and. They've proven to they sure went them. from feel good story to enemy number one, pretty quick. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other thing this highlights for me is how little people watch Oilers hockey, that aren't Oilers fans, because we know as Oilers fans, Hey, that's a five game win streak. Wasn't necessarily the best hockey we've ever seen in our time as Oilers fans. Right. Like they, they got mm-hmm. room for improvement, but now everybody that I know is coming up to me and saying, Hey, your Oilers are doing awesome. Like they're, they're really flying you know, we know better, right? Like we know they're, they're, they're having some success. They're doing well, but there's lots of room for improvement. And if you were a hockey fan and you watched a lot of Oilers hockey, you would, you probably wouldn't say like they're tops in the league right now. You'd say they got, you know, they still have some holes to fill and stuff. Right. And we, and we know that because we watch every game, but just tells me how little people, you know, (laughs) watch other teams and then they comment about it because they saw, you know, five in a row means they're hot, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. And anyway. see, what's your reaction to that comment?
3: I mean I mean, I think you're right in saying that watching the team every night, we know the team still has some holes to fill. I like, I'm a little more bullish on the oilers than a lot of other people are. Like I don't know if you guys yeah, saw you it, and Josh have been both. Yeah. I like, I don't know if you guys saw Gregor's article about The two eleven and two stretch being more of an outlier than anything, but like I'm totally on on board with that line of thinking. Like aside from that streak, which was largely COVID and injury, and there were so many factors in that that were just outliers. And uh, aside from that, we've been a team that wins about twice as often as it loses. Like certainly not one of the top two or three teams in the league, but certainly well within the top ten and yeah
2: yeah we're a good team there's no doubt about it right and And, yeah we
3: haven't we're still waiting on nooch right like the results under woodcroft like you look at their goals for now sample sizes and what i'm about to say are going to be a little off but like you take the oilers goals for in the woodcroft era and put them up against everybody else this season i have it in my article here one sec i put it up a little high. Oh, no, like, nah. take, take like,
1: I – Take Woodcroft's 20 games and extrapolate it
3: out. I think it's Colorado and Florida. They're the only teams scoring more than we are right now. Right? In goals four, I, I believe we were like eight. <laughs> like was like we're, we're top ten in both metrics, and we're going to get Nugent Hopkins back here in a hot minute. So, yeah. I – I'm I'm excited about what the, what could happen in the spring here. Like if we get the Kings the first round, which it seems like we will. Like I I have yeah. no doubt that we can take them. It, they'll give us a run, maybe five six games, but like we can
0: take. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's setting up that way. It looks like it. Um, yeah, you, you know, I would agree, and I did read Gregor's article, and you know, it isn't something really groundbreaking that we haven't talked about on this show or on Michael's show. Where ultimately we we weren't as good as the sixteen. 16- five and one team that we started as, and we certainly weren't as bad as the two and 11 team that we streaked for there. You know, I'm not sure we deserved all five of the wins on this homestand either, to be honest, like this, just the season is, I don't know. Like we haven't, we haven't seen a streak like this since Frank, the tank grabbed the green hat and went through the quad to the gymnasium. Like it's just kind of been that year. Um, With that said, I think I'll give uh, Michael a chance to pop any listener comments in. And then after that, we'll go to you for your segment.
2: Yeah, uh, quite so far. Uh, lots of people watching on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, but uh, we got Skidzy on uh, Twitch. Is um, said Nuge returns next Saturday, by the sounds of it. Yeah, right? that's true. And that, yeah. um, you know, that's something we've been talking about. So that's good. Uh, yeah, that's about it right now. I'll uh, fill in as they as they come in. So feel free if you're uh, listening in, um, watching the uh, the chat,
0: and we'll give your comments a shout. Beautiful. Well, I know Michael was supposed to have a, a cute jingle for Lotsie here. I don't know. I'm not going to put him on the spot like I did last time. No, <laughs> he no. He hasn't done his homework, so
2: <laughs> no jingle. we'll
0: just uh, tee it up. But I know you want to talk a little bit about um, some cap space. And just as a reminder, whenever Lotsie's on our show, he's got a segment. We're going to call it lots of Lottie and a little bit of lots of Lotsie And yeah. Uh, Tonight, we'll talk about, you know, the Oilers, how they're setting up after the season is over and and what kind of cap space is going to come clear um, and that sort of thing. So over to you, a little bit of lots of Lottie.
3: All right. See, I mean, tomorrow's the trade deadline and everybody's throwing ideas out for for guys that they want to bring in. and. What Holland should do, we should bring in a goalie. We need a second pairing left d We should be trying to get every single player that's available because it's an all-in year. Well, let's go through the cap situation and what the Oilers could realistically give up without greatly impacting their roster and see what is possible here. So according to Cap Friendly, the Oilers today are sitting at $1,704,637 worth of cap space. Now, that is all LTIR pool money. And if, you, in case you missed it today, Kyle Turris is on waivers, which means he's coming off of LTIR. So his cap, the way that LTIR works in this situation, you have to remember that his contract has been on the books the entire time. So, it's not like that, we're, like we're benefiting from the relief and the fact that we can spend over top of the, the cap, salary cap limit right now. But when that player comes back, our spending doesn't change. Our cap just comes down. So, we're losing cap space by activating the Kyle Turris. Now, if you take that 1.7 number that I just said and subtract his 1.65 number, <laughs> you don't leave yourself very much cap space, it's only $54,637. And that would bring the active roster up to 22 players. So it's not even a need to send anybody down in order to activate tourists at this point. So that's not a whole hell of a lot of cap space to work with on a trade deadline day. It's literally money in money out. However, one thing that they could do with Taurus is they can send him down to Bakersfield now since he has, he's likely going to clear waivers tomorrow. So doing that would save the Oilers another $1.125 million in cap space. It's not his whole total amount because that's just the amount that gets buried in the miners when you send someone down that's over that amount of money. So by doing that, the Oilers would end up with $1,179,637 worth of cap space that they could use on Monday. So let's say hypothetically we want to trade Josh Archibald at $1.5 million dollars. You take that 1.179 number, add 1.5 to it. That's the value of the player that you could bring in for Josh Archibald. And then any trade other than that has to be money in, money out. So it's not as if Ken Holland has a lot of cap space to play with. Now, teams this year, like teams at this time of year, they want to add, right? The Oilers aren't, like the Bruins are able to add Hampus Lindholm, with trading some draft picks and they moved John Moore out in that, con- that deal too, but he wasn't really playing for them anyway. Really, like Florida adds Claude Giroux. They gave up Owen Tippett, but again, he wasn't really playing for them all that much anyway, so they've essentially added Claude Giroux. The Oilers aren't going to be in a position to do that because they have to trade somebody significant off their roster in order to add somebody significant. So really what we should be expecting is a depth edition, where are most likely going to be on defense because we have a a hole at three LD. You could also potentially see a, a move for a depth scoring forward, but that's less likely. Now, guys that we could realistically give up, Kyle Turris would be a good example of a guy we could give up. Now, if the plan is to bury him in Bakersfield, then trading him would only give you another few hundred thousand dollars in addition to the number I already told you. So Josh Archibald would be a good example of a guy you could move $1.5 million. His unvaccinated status means that he's not going to be playing on, on road games for the Oilers unless we happen to get the Flames in, in the first round or second round. So uh, he's probably more useful to an American team for that reason. The other guy on the roster that I could see potentially moving is William Laguson, $725,000 cap hit. So it doesn't buy him much cap space, but he's in that six, seven hole that the Oilers are going to be trying to improve upon at this deadline. So I could see him being used as somebody to make the money work. So as far as draft picks, we've got a first We have our second and third round picks are tied up in the conditions of the dove deal. We don't know which one we will have, but we'll have one of them. So theoretically, we could do another conditional trade involving the pick that we will retain. Uh, Then we have our fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks in this draft, all of the picks in next year's draft. Now, the only prospects that I mean, there's not many prospects that I wouldn't touch at this point, but uh, I would say Philip Roberg would be the main one that I would really not touch at all. Aside from that, it's pretty much fair game on anybody else. So that, that's really what we're working with. So that doesn't leave a lot of space for big time sexy moves as uh, many people are wanting, but uh, that's a realistic expectation for you for tomorrow i like it
0: thank you very much um yeah and that well good breakdown on the tourists um that's uh, you know it doesn't surprise any of us that he cleared waivers i don't think so um good on my uh, note at noon
3: but yeah he's not like right right
0: right 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 um so all that said i guess you know let's make that a little bit of a transition and into, you know, as we approach trade deadline tomorrow and our thoughts on where the Oilers might go. um, I would wholeheartedly agree with uh, Ryan and the fact that, you know, I wouldn't see a lot of big trades happen. Um, I think that it'll, it'll be a pretty quiet day for the Oilers to be honest. And part of that reason I think is that the Oilers honestly with that five game homestand just sent a message to Ken Holland and said, we good. Um I, I think that he has confidence in the team he's put there and and they have confidence in themselves. So uh probably some peripheral ads, but um Mikey's been sitting there patiently for a while. So uh we'll go back to him and Dirce, what do you think? What's what's gonna happen tomorrow from from your perspective and, and where do you think
1: Ken Holland goes from here? Ball for Chara, who says no? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> well, I, I would guess Miko. it's
2: probably Chara. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe Chara, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I,
1: You know, I, I think strengthening the blue line is probably the play that's going to happen. I, I don't think the goaltender situation is going to get addressed, unfortunately. Um, but with Miko's game coming on, I'm not as nervous about it as I was, uh, you know, probably about six yeah. weeks ago. Um, huh. Yeah. yeah at, Holland, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think something does happen on the Archibald front. Uh, I'm kind of joking a little bit, but wishful thinking uh, with the Chara talk. But um, I, I think Archibald does get dealt. And um, I think it's just because, you know, you, he, he's a valuable piece to somebody that where he can play more, you know, and mm-hmm. with um, the lack of really, you know, we're not playing any… Uh, eastern canadian teams uh the rest of the way so you know he he can only play home games and in the states he's got a, he's got more options so um i think that's something that probably could happen yeah i would agree with that
0: there i um i would also agree that i th- you know i think our powder's dry on the goaltending front miko's probably helped with that absolutely there's no doubt about the 14-2-1 record, putting a little bit of quiet uh, talk to to all of the chatter. Um, I agree with you on the Archibald front. I can't see why we wouldn't trade him. Um, I can see somebody maybe like uh, Luke Glendenning that he, Holland has always been in love with and is employed by his best friend, Jim Neal down there in Dallas. And they both make exactly 1.5 million a year. So, you know, maybe that's just a hockey trade where, where there's a one for one money in money out, like Lotzi said, um, Michael, what do you, uh, what do you see in your crystal ball?
2: Uh, you know, first off you talk about, uh, Miko, you know, making it so that he doesn't have to make a trade. There wasn't a trade to begin with. Like there was yeah, nothing, there that. was nothing available. What Miko you know did was, was save Holland's ass, right? Like, <laughs> you know, you know what, what this, this whole thing now he can, now he can say to media and everybody, well, Koskinen's playing well enough. Now we can keep him. The reality yeah. is, is, I mean, there's still a lot of uneasiness about Koskinen among the Oilers fan base right we all know how inconsistent he is and and detroit was no you know i mean we joke about it but how <laughs> how frustrating is it to watch a game like that you know uh, seemingly get away from us and then only to score our way out of it. And, and that's not going to happen in the, in the playoffs, right? People play tighter, no. you know? So, so is Koskinen incapable? Yeah, but he, you know, he saved Holland's ass. That's all he did was um, he made it possible for Holland to say, yeah, he's playing well enough. I don't have to make a trade. There was no trade out there. And just like Ryan says, there's not a lot of cap space. We got, you know, there's, you know, it's got to be money in, money out. And there's, there's frankly on this team, there's not a lot of guys that you can money out with, right? Nobody's picking Um. up, nobody's likely to pick up Cassian. Archibald is maybe right. Like the way he plays and somebody's going to like that. Right. And he's, you know, one and a half is easy enough. And if we're getting a depth guy that can play in the U S and in Canada, then yeah, you know, there's, there's teams that would take a look at that, but there's just not a lot for us. So, and and we and we do know that um Holland is uh you know I wouldn't say he's the shrewdest trade warrior out there right like he just doesn't make a lot of big trades and, and so chance. you know I I think uh was it um uh who was it came out and said saucy uh was a possibility I think that's probably shog maybe yeah, Rashad. Yeah, there's
3: Rishog. been a bunch of guys. Rashad being.
2: Yeah, well. Rashad was the first one, and um, you know, there's a couple. Um, uh, GT on YouTube says, any chance they all can trade for Big Z? Look, uh, you know what? That was a nice article. I think it was Zach Lang from Oilers Nation. Everybody would love to have. I. Everybody would love to have Zdeno Chara going into the playoffs, but it's a pipe dream right it's a straight off the pipe dream is what that is (laughs) Uh, yeah um it's just not not gonna happen
1: and i'm not against that dream i mean he is getting old but he's still six foot nine and has like i said on twitter today that go-go gadget stick that you know you're by him but you're not really by him ever um i i could i could handle him on our defense but i just don't see uh him being up for that either so
2: That's it. Yeah. So, you know, my, just the only thing. He'd bring us all the
1: intangibles Duncan Keith
2: should have. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's, and it's true. Right. And but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, this is maybe the least excited I've been about an Oilers trade deadline. Although, um, ah, you know what, if you win five in a row, I'm all right. I'm all right. This year. Now I've kind of, after the five in a row, little streak here, and we still got Nuge coming back. This might be the first time where I'm all right with this because we don't have, we don't really have the team that can take us there, you know, but you never know, yeah. right? Playoffs are a whole new season and you just never know. And so why, you know, take Holland the way Holland is and just and live with it this year, which is patience and hope he doesn't give anything drastic away, which we know he won't and, and be yeah. thankful for that because we're going to go into next year with, um, You know, I think a team that we can build off of with a coach that we can build off of. And I think they're putting themselves in a good chance to have a, you know, a playoff against the team they can win. We all know what Edmonton's like in the playoffs. It's insane. Right. And when you get a a building like that, that's going insane. And they will. We've been waiting two years for this. Right. Have we not? Like we've been waiting to be in that building, screaming our ass off and doing whatever we can to get this team going. We might even see Cassian, who who dropped the gloves the other night. We might see the old Cassian crush come back. We could see a whole bunch of different things. Sit tight, Holland. You know, maybe make that trade for Susie. Uh, I'd be all right with that. But sit tight. That would be my advice at this point. But Koskinen's really bailed him out. Yeah, well, you're on record saying you wouldn't
0: uh, mind seeing the others pick up a Mark Pishek or somebody like that, either, right? Oh, and yeah,
2: I'd love that. I'd love that. Pischick would I be think
0: good. to to Lotz's point, somebody like Lagesson becomes redundant now, right? I mean, if if we're you know with Russell healthy, he's been our peripheral, perennial seventh guy forever. Um, Lagesson's been the the eighth defenseman, it, what seems like forever, and doesn't really climb the chart unless there's injuries, and it doesn't really look like he's going to. He's, agents not doing him any favors either i wouldn't say um you know on the right hand side I, I, along with pishik i could see a minor deal like maybe you know that colin miller that's available in buffalo i know when he played for vegas he was playing top pairing minutes for a while in some of that playoff run um you know and has been to a final uh, i wouldn't hate ryan braun if he came in for depth on the right side uh, my fear on the right side is, is our youth, right? You know, there's with, with uh, without Cody CC there, if there was a Cody CC injury, I don't like who has to step up into a number one role there, whether it's a Barry or a Bouchard. Now I know Bouchard's played number one minutes, but I don't know about that in a, in a seven game series and going to a playoff run. So I'd like to see somebody on the right side. I know lotsy feels differently about that and and I'll let him get there. Cause he's pretty staunch on it, needing to be on the left side. So, um, this is my side of the debate. Uh, so I'd rather see somebody on that right side. And I hope we pick somebody up there. Again, I think we may see a loop blend inning for Archibald or some sort of hockey trade like that. Um, you know, you said earlier, Lotzi, that you know, maybe Broberg's off the table. If it was me, I'd probably add Borgo and Holloway to that as well. I don't know if I'd be trading those guys. Um, no way. But
3: Holloway for uh, sure. Yeah, I should have said Holloway too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Fortunately, I for have no problem with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I know, uh, you know, I had a little debate on a, on a private thread. Um, you know,
3: why do you think that the
0: left side's more important?
3: So for me, like I, when the roster's at full health, we've got the right side pretty set with Bouchard, Barry and CC. And on the left, you've got Darnell Nurse, you've got Duncan Keith, and then you've got a big old question mark with it's been a rotating cast, whether it's Russell or Cuckoo or Alagason or Emelianenko oh, or c- c- <laughs> it's just been a mess. Fair, fair part, right? So, like, if your argument is CC goes down on the right side. What happens? Well, I'd say you throw Barry up on the top pair. Not, it, yeah, Barry not a shutdown guy, but he can outscore his mistakes in most cases. In a seven-game series in a short window, CC's not out for a long time, I'm okay with that. I think that's not a horrible insurance policy. And then you slip Chris Russell down to the third pairing on the right side. Like I, I think there's a way to yeah. get around that. If you lose Darnell Nurse or Doug Keith, all of a sudden you've got a righty plane on his offside or you're calling up one of Niemalainen or Legacy or Robert. Mm-hmm. You're, throwing, you're, you're throwing more guys into higher roles where they're above their heads. And I think that's a bigger issue to look out for in the playoffs. than Having yeah. or Barry playing top pair.
2: Okay. Question for you guys. Once everybody's uh, back and healthy, are we going back to 11 and seven or are we playing 12 and six? Yes. Yeah, thinking about that today. That's a really good question, Michael. I personally, I'd rather
0: see us go 11 and seven again, to be honest. I think with that forward strength, we have, you might as well, those guys out there where we have a twelfth forward, that's getting three minutes of ice time a night. Anyways, and what I like about the defense when it's set up that way is you've got your veterans still getting their 20 minutes a night, whether it's Keith, Nurse, and CeCe. You can split all those minutes up amongst the other guys and put them and use them to their strengths, which Woodcroft knows how to do.
1: What do you think, Durs? Yeah, I mean, you bring Nuge back into the fold. You've got another guy that can take face-offs and play center, and uh, you know you can, play, you can play that minor hockey double yeah. shift a guy every you know every once in a while and yeah and then i i would like to see broberg as part of that seven though um that's yeah i think he, you don't
0: even think, need the double shift really i think like honestly the way that uh woodcroft um deploys his bench He's always finding ways, like we did, he did it again in last game. There, like Cassian goes and gets his face smashed and breaks his orbital bone, and then goes out there for the boys to try to change the momentum. Takes on, I don't know who that hairy behemoth is. I heard them say, well, this Royal king. Like, X-Oil. Yeah, ex oil <laughs> king. I didn't even know that. I was like, Man, the guy's like, Look at that, he looks like an animal. Yeah. But Cassian, you know, he, I could tell the way he was fighting, he was hiding that side of his face and there was no way he was taking that out of his arm, but sure. ultimately good for him. It changed the momentum. The boys saw it happen. And, and, you know, I, I think that that was important.
2: I have no doubt that Cass even told him, Hey, you know, lay off that side yeah, before, have, yeah. before they go. I mean, that was, uh, that was a gentleman's agreement going into that fight. And you know what, good on him. Right. And uh, I think, you know, right from the get go, Cassian was looking to get, you know, drop the gloves and and uh, just sort of prove to the team that he was back and ready. And yeah. he and, and I think, you know, that's the kind of message he's trying to send there is is I'm ready for a go. Right. Like I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm the guy that, you know, there's been some criticism about the way I've been playing and I'm the guy that that you want to call on. Right.
1: Um, book stage yeah. fight or just a good little conversation saying let's do this
2: oh it was staged for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean they <laughs> talked about it a couple times that it was just a matter of timing right um but y- you know what i'm all right with that i'm good with that i i um I, look i want to see cassian do well because we know he can i my, i don't have any hope for it if you want the truth but i want to see it yeah maybe this is um Maybe that was his sort of notice to tell everybody, "Look, I'm back and I'm ready to play a demanding role." As far as going with um, eleven and seven, you said Ryan, you said Broberg, like I did, or no, you Darcy did. Darcy did. Darcy did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like we had this argument about Nemo. We need some like team grit, and we're just talking about Cassian, and there's no, you know what. I Broberg, honestly, like the guy has got to learn. I love Broberg, but he's got to learn how to get out of the big hits or he's going to have a short career. And, and he's, you know, he played injured in the world juniors, right? Because he took a couple big hits. It reminds me a lot of Taylor Hall, like always oh, getting smashed. Right. Bro- and Broberg. Taylor Hall grew out of that. And I think Broberg can too, because he's got the hockey sense and the skill, but Bro- he's going to have a short career. With Broberg.
1: This Broberg needs to learn that he can skate himself out of trouble.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I and Which so, all, having said that, I just don't think that he's ready for playoff hockey.
1: You guys realize he's out two to
2: four weeks with an ankle. He, two, yeah, right? so there you go.
0: Yeah. Good luck skating well and staying out of trouble when when you're not confident in your ankle. Um, yeah. But that all said, I'd like to see him there too, Durst. I'm just not sure it's realistic right now. And that said, also, uh, I know that, hadn't happened yet when you and I were debating earlier, Ryan, but it almost kind of helps my case a little bit, man, because that's just one more guy on the right side that we're lacking in the depth now. But playoff,
1: playoff um, start, playoff start later. Like, I think they start at the end of April this year, not the beginning. Yeah, they do. I
0: just, whether he, you know, you if you haven't played hockey in a month and you're coming into the NHL playoff speed, you know, that's not good for Broberg. And like Michael has said several times, he, he doesn't know how to stay out of danger. And I think I said it to you on your show, Michael, as that him and Bouchard share that, you know, they don't, they don't have a, a radar for danger. Like they're just so cool, calm and collected that I think they, they think they'll get themselves out of every jam they're ever in. And by so like, sometimes it's just too late. And that it's, a, it's, it's, it's a junior, junior hockey mentality. Right? The boards, That's right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. 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 And, they'll, and they'll grow Anybody,
0: out of that. They'll grow out of it for sure. For sure. Anybody yeah. else want to comment in the 11 and 7 or 12 and 6? Did we I mean,
3: my, my, my thought on 11 and 7. It, it's, it was good while Keith was out just because we had so many of you It guys. is good when Keith is out. You're right. Honestly, <laughs> it was because you, like, you're taking a top four role that and you had a bunch of guys and nobody was ready for that role. So you, instead of yeah. putting it all on one person, you put it on three people, right? And so like, it, it helped for that stretch. But what I noticed when we did 11-7 for an extended stretch of time is same old. it was basically like watching a tippet run team is that Connor and Leon and the top end guys just got tired, right? They're just exhausted after a while. Like you got two guys who get the odd shift, but aside from that, you're rolling three lines. So I think for the for a whole playoff run, I think it's a little bit much to ask of those top guys, but it's a good –
0: Get yeah,
2: out of trouble scenario if, uh, if someone goes down on the back end. Yep. Yep. For sure. Well, and come with, right back to. Oh, sorry. Go go I was going to say, with the way McLeod is playing, I mean, yeah. playing that 12, like having him on the fourth line, that just changes the outlook of that fourth line, right? Like, I, I think yeah. he's earned a spot in the top nine, to be fair. But yeah. at the same time, he, his usefulness right now on the Oilers team is, is centering that fourth line.
0: Yeah, I agree. And he's yeah. a message to the top nine. If you don't play yeah. your minutes, then McLeod can come up and play the wing too, yeah. right? Yeah. His no, com- I, 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 I.
1: His confidence with the puck is is really uh, you know showing. He's looking like a veteran guy when he has the puck. He's not just it's not a grenade or or a hot potato. He's he's making he's looking to make a play and and not afraid to handle it a little bit.
0: His confidence has grown exponentially and what I noticed, I did have my eyes on him on the ISO cam a few times um, in that New Jersey game and like he just never stops moving. I bet you, uh, you know, if you took everybody's ice time and averaged it out per 60, I bet you nobody skates more kilometers (laughs) than Ryan McLeod like he's just constantly going. Um, but I wanted to come back and stick with Lotzi because as we uh, go around the horn here, and I try to keep this on track, I don't think we gave him an opportunity to talk about trade targets. I know he teed us up for the cap and and that sort of thing. Um, who do you see in your magic eight ball, there, buddy? Do you think that there's you know somebody coming in particular, or, or where do you feel
3: there? I mean, there's so many unknowns, so many factors. Like, I'll say a few names for sure. I think that. The five-game homestand here—the little, the little win streak—is a message to Holland saying that, right. "Yeah, hey, like help us, <laughs> like we we've earned this, right?" So I I personally think they I'm gonna go under the limit and say they will make two trades two well they'll add two players I'll say it might take more than two. Trades. I agree. Yep. Like I see a, I see a defenseman coming for sure. Um, I don't I like the idea of Susi just because he's got next year as well, and you can play either side. So that sets up a scenario where you can trade Tyson Berry and have Carson Susie on his offside making make it a fraction of the money. That, I think that would be a big-time help for next year. Um, I don't know. Would you see have it to it package happens.
0: Yamamoto to make room for Evander Kane?
2: Uh,
3: <laughs> honestly, yamamoto has been playing really well lately. Yeah. Like, yes. Earlier in the year, I would have said, yeah, like, no problem is trading yamamoto but he's playing real well right now. I do think we need to look at rebuilding the right side over the summer. And again, yeah. conversation for another day. But uh yeah. so Carson Susie's a name. Andy Green out of the Islanders, if we strike out mm-hmm. of the Sierra, that's another guy that I'd be really interested in. Yeah. Third pairing left shut shutdown type of role. Played a big role for the Islanders last couple of years on their playoff runs. Uh
1: mm-hmm. Josh Brown
3: out of Ottawa, <laughs> a little bit of a younger target, <laughs> but uh Physical guy, would <laughs> be a good ad for what we need right now. Um, another guy that I was kind of surprised at on like I'm just going with some teams that are out of it. <laughs> but
0: yeah, uh, sellers. I, for d- sure.
3: I don't know if, how the uh, the Sharks feel about dealing in division, but Radam Shymek.
0: Hmm.
3: If, if we can find a way to make the money work there, which I think it's reasonable. I mean, there's they a way. Do all for-
0: future considerations?
2: <laughs> future considerations.
3: <laughs> yeah, they sure do <laughs> exactly. So. So, yeah, I think he would be a nice add as well. But like, those are some names. Um, up front, though, like nobody's talking about anything up front for the Oilers. None of the insiders are speculating on it, but I, ah, I'm going go to be bold goes. and say they'll do it. They'll do something. Derek Broussard's a guy I've been high on for a while. Yep. I feel he uh, plays center wing, and he's still producing at about a half a point a game clip. Uh, Vinny he's I think he's proving to nope. Be an annoying guy that could put up some points. Uh, let's see here on my list: Andrew Cogliano would be a nice bottom of the roster. Oh, a little it's homecoming meeting hey? wow, our, uh, our sharks to help us out on that one a little bit.
0: You guy
2: really want to grab one and Really one
3: too. play the
0: kid line?
2: <laughs>
3: hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Thirty-seven-year-old kid line.
2: <laughs> yeah. PRV, uh, PRV out there anywhere? Hope <laughs> we all have hope.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other guy that I kind of was looking up and down Detroit's roster at that might be of some interest is Vlad Nemesnikov. Mm. Cap hit is reasonable. It's it's not impossible that we can make that work. But uh, he's got a, he's got some skill. He can play up and down your lineup. He plays he's fast. with that energy. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I think that would be a great add if we could find a way to do that. Like We need to find a way, if we're going to add anything up front, it's depth scoring to just further bolster it, right? Especially if you've got Nugent Hopkins on the third line, it'd be nice to give him something a little more talented than Fogle.
2: So guys, <laughs> they're, they're going to
0: making a phone call to Michigan to his uh, old protege and looking at Mark Stahl or Letty or something like that. Oh, that Letty, I think, end. is a
3: bit of a pipe dream, like even if they retain half, like they'd be, that would mm-hmm. take a little too much gymnastics. Um, yeah. Stahl, I think, is just too big, too slow. Yeah, he lit us up two goals the other night. Oh, but, but Chara, Chara
0: isn't. We're inviting the biggest, <laughs> slowest and with open arms, but Mark Stahl's not good enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that, you, you still can't get by Chara's stick. You might nah, get by yeah. him, but...
2: There's guys still trying to get by Jarrah's stick right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mark Stahl's still trying to get by Jarrah. Yeah, from from their last Cup run, I think they, they they're retired. <laughs> so retired Sadines,
2: so yeah. Lotsberg, you've pretty much named the rest of the league, but um, I I do want <laughs> to I, I do want to say Gatslaff, <laughs> uh, Perry. <laughs> that's right, yeah. You you're onto one thing. I mean, I've been saying uh, Holland's not going to do much. He'll do something, right? And he. uh, he's taken the whole team with him, the whole, uh, management team with him to, uh, or, um, Colorado, uh, to, uh, to do this. Right. And so they're going to be negotiating together. They're going to be on the phones. Uh, it's yeah, they're going to be there and, um, you know, they're doing something, they're working on some stuff. So we'll see, we'll see one or two. And I, I totally, some of those names, I mean, I, I don't know who you left out, but um <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to cover my bases yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you you're gonna be yeah we could get avery we could sign avery <laughs> yeah. i mean i was saying in uh in the chat that uh we did need a little bit of somebody that uh <laughs> is gonna piss teams off he'd be that yeah. guy uh we've we got can't we sign do have Avery a couple The comments. Kings will yeah. sign
0: the rock and then we're in trouble. <laughs> That's
2: right. That's right. We do have a couple comments here. Uh everybody lost an ego on YouTube said, uh, I heard there is a riff yeah. in the Vancouver room between Besser and someone. If we could get him, I'd trade Pleearvy and Cassian to try and get that done. Besser might be a suppressed star. Skidzy on That's Twitch says uh Nemestikov is good. Um it's pretty I mean uh, do any of you three—and I'm sorry to steal your thunder here, Dash—but do any of you three think a blockbuster is worthwhile? Like, I mean, trading Puliyarvi is a blockbuster trade, right? No, <laughs>
3: uh, I mean, not, not
2: worthwhile. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I, but, I, but 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 anyone—is there a blockbuster guy like a Puliyarvi? Would you entertain trading him for somebody that you didn't mention? Wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to
0: hear a name. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, yeah, I just, I wouldn't trade for Besser anyway. Yeah, it's too too many. Wow, Vancouver's not trading within
0: the Pacific. Let's just and start, that's right? The, that's the other so, thing. And the guy that he feuds with is JT Miller, by the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, and uh, Miller's pretty popular, I think, in that dressing room too. So
0: Yeah, I think so too. Well, Besser has that same type of reputation as dry Dreisaitl outside of the dressing room, I think, where he looks like he's lazy and sometimes and can show body language that looks negative but I don't know I think in both cases it just comes from a good place but hey we don't all love our coworkers (laughs) right nurse
1: (laughs) what do you mean I I I am kind of fond of you you know oh yeah call me after the show (laughs) call me after the show (laughs) never oh man
2: (laughs) the heavy hockey octagon coming up next hey (laughs) now we're talking pay per uh, he'll view bring his
0: cat i'm not doing that off the pay top
2: per view <laughs> people pay for that i'd pay for that i pay i put in five bucks a top dollar for that <laughs> that's right a top dollar you bet i would you bet <sighs> i would all right back all right to well back let's go you.
0: around the horn for some last words then maybe i don't know we've probably rang a few off the enough off the post for one evening i don't know um I guess we'll maybe start there. Durst, you want to tee up anything for last words or any final comments? And then I will come back to you for the
2: very end.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, a, a, a couple of peripheral moves do happen uh, tomorrow. I, I think um, I wasn't expecting much when we were going through that big losing skid, but now that they've shown they can, uh, you know, they can beat anybody. They, they uh, knocked off the Panthers. They've knocked off the, the Lightning. Um, you know, so they can compete, so they still need a little bit of help. And I'm not sure if it's a left, left side or right side D, but, uh, I think doing either one to kind of solidify the, the end a little bit more, uh, will be helpful. I I do like nurse and and CC as a top pairing, you know, Mm -hmm, I'm, I'm confident when they're on the ice that not a lot of bad is going to go on during the course of a game um i can't say the same when it gets a little bit deeper in the lineup like uh you know i'm not as down on keith as you are but him and bouchard together i i am not in love with that pairing Uh, but i think right now that's as good as we can do so i think bringing in somebody that's a little bit more of a stay-at-home defenseman to play either one of like play with either one of those guys will mm-hmm. help out it th- will help out this group and you know what? I don't think a lot needs to be done to the forward group, but if you can if you can help it out, great. So yeah, that's what I think.
0: Cool. Any thoughts on uh, the upcoming week? Then we got Colorado Monday, Dallas Tuesday, San Jose Thursday, back home, and then <laughs> off to Calgary to play in the Saddledome for Saturday on Hockey Night in Canada. So four games. Um, where does the streak end up, or how does our record look against those four teams, Ders?
1: Yeah. I, I think they come out of this with, uh, I'm going to say, uh, four points.
0: Four points? Any yeah. further guesses other than that? We're just going to split. you taking
1: the wins on Dallas and San Jose. and You know what? I think uh, I'm going to put my neck out there and say we can beat Colorado and we beat Calgary.
0: And we lose to the Dallas and San Jose in between. Come down off the high. All right. That's it for you. Mute that guy. <laughs> K-Bear, what's uh, final thoughts on trade deadline, playoffs, standings, uh, anything from that perspective? Yeah,
2: Yeah. so, you know, just trade deadline, like I said, don't expect anything big, and everybody agrees on that. There's nothing out there, Um, and there's not a lot. We just can't afford it, for one, and I I am now all right with that. Like, I've kind of allowed myself to kind of – just to accept that as a um as as maybe not a bad thing, right? we can go into mm-hmm. next year with a team that for once isn't hobbled by bad trades right uh especially at the deadline when when a lot of bad trades can be made so and if we do something great, uh, I certainly hope we win a first round uh at the very least uh as for uh the upcoming week, i mean Thank you, sir look um you know we've got. Uh Colorado, I think, is the toughest one there. I, I think we're gonna come out and beat Calgary. Uh that one is just to me, you know, there's a bit of a a you know, we've got something to prove after the three to one loss. On yeah, some pride on the line. It's uh hockey night in Canada, it's a lot of different things, and the Oilers are gonna come out. Cassian should be in. Uh depending on whether Archibald's still an Oiler, he should be in the lineup, right? You know, this this team is going to come out with a lot more fire than they had the last game. I think that last game caught us kind of at a bad time, to be, you know, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Colorado, I, I wouldn't say we're going to beat them. I mean, we should beat Dallas and San Jose, so I'll say six points. Colorado's just too good uh, pre- during the regular season right now. We'll see. Yep,
0: yeah, I yeah. 100% stole my thunder. That's exactly where I would have went with it. I
2: think that we'll uh, come out and end the lose,
0: or end the winning streak against uh, Colorado with a loss, but then come right back on our horse and take it to Dallas-San Jose, build a little bit more confidence. And then, yeah, for all the same reasons, we, we played Calgary well. We, they, they just, they've never really had an answer for McDavid and Dreisaitl, um over the long-term. Um, final thoughts on uh, the trade deadline playoffs, Lotzi, Anything... Uh, you want to add there?
3: I should probably throw a few more names in the hat there. Everybody, uh...
2: go ahead. The floor's you. yours, buddy. We're giving you a hard time <laughs> tonight. It's because we, it, it's because your name was first on the marquee that I'm giving you a hard time. It's Jeff. we all need
1: to we all need to know who's who's Arizona's fifteenth defenseman. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: um, pronounce it. I will throw Mason Appleton in there just because I have like back to his Winnipeg days. But
0: Logan Stanley, sure. Let's get Adam Lowry. Send them all
2: over.
3: Yeah, yeah. Andrew Pop. There you go.
2: Yeah.
3: No, it's. Colorado Calgary this week. I think we got the two top teams in the Western Conference. We've shown Fantastic. what we can do against the top teams in the East over the last couple weeks, and we've shown quite mm-hmm. favorably against them, even though we didn't get the results we want in all situations. But yep. Colorado's Dan Landis God, we're down Nuge. That's kind of even. So let's go head to head, see how that goes. I don't like our chances, but well, it's a good measuring stick game. And then by the time we get to Calgary on Saturday, we're going to be. Like if New just coming back for that game, then hey, we're full health. Assuming nothing else happens, I'm not going to. Win. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think four points is probably a realistic expectation for the week. Tread water after the unreal couple of weeks we've just had. But I'm really excited for these Colorado Calgary games, just to see how we stand up against the best teams in the West. Like, I think I think we'll do. I think I think will be good hard games. Like I, I don't think they're going to be easy games.
0: Yeah, we know how we can perform best on best versus the East now. So, time to see how we can perform best on best versus Colorado. I would agree. Um, So you've got uh, four points on record. Bears is on for four. Michael and I agree. Uh, Fools seldom differ. Um, But my final words on the trade is: I do think that I may have something figured out. Okay, and it might fix our goaltending. So we all know our, our our. you know, there's, there's no value in, in any of our, like, we don't have cap to spend. We don't have really the, the hockey assets to spend. We don't have term to give. Um, but sometimes there's, there's another way. And, and maybe Holland could try and, and give up his most prized possession and, and, and try and make some sort of trade with that prized possession. So here's the way I kind of see it going down. Um, well, Kenny goes down to Philly and he's looking for a goalie to steal. He's in a bind because he's falling behind and he's willing to make a deal. (laughs) So a young heart kicking out the pucks and playing it hot. Old Kenny sensed another oiler slump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a goaltender too. And if you care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good tender boy, but give old Kenny his due. I'll bet a guidebook of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. So the boy said, my name's Carter, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet, and you're going to regret because you're old, and you can't win. That's all I got.
1: All right. <laughs> Ursa, final oh, awesome. words. Well done. I'm not sure I can follow that, but uh, wow. Well, I can keep going wow. if you want. Yeah. Boy Freestyle, said, it. my name's Carter, and it might <laughs> be a sin. Oh,
2: Freestyle it, Dursa. Freestyle it. Come
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah give him a little bit of a beat there lotsberg let's go <laughs> oh man
1: there we go we just took it totally off the rails you yeah. know what there there's some other things that you know a creative gm would be doing yeah trade your with, stat and guidebook with, with with yeah with this deadline like next year there's some there's some problems that are gonna obviously be here you know what do you do with yamamoto do you resign jp patrick or Evander Kane, I almost pulled the Patrick Kane, um, you know, so th- there's some thing questions that need to be answered there. And I don't think we're getting any of that tomorrow. I really don't. I think, you know, that's all pushed to the summer and, you know, his summer is going to be something else to talk about, you know, like what do you do with your goaltending again? Like you- you've, you've pushed back, pushed back. I think all that really happens tomorrow is, is a depth defenseman and probably Josh Archibald on the way out for another kind of depth forward. And, and that's kind of what we see. Um, I'm excited for the day. You know, I, I think we always are, but if, if we go to bed tonight thinking that, you know, Ken Holland's going to be Kevin Lowe and have the best uh, trade deadline day in hockey history, I think we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. It's going to be a pretty ho-hum day and w- we might not see a deal right until the very, you know, the last 15 minutes of, of the deadline. And, and we might not see anything at all just just because, you know, Holland showed us with the way he handled pooley Arvey that he's not afraid to wait for his grain price to to be where he wants before he before he does does anything. And I I think that's going to be kind of how he approaches tomorrow if you know people are asking of a, a, a first round pick for you know a six seventh defenseman, nothing's going to happen. And and I don't blame them really. I mean, uh, I'd rather them be a little bit shrewd with that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of ask on a, on a depth D. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, stockpile your, your uh, weapons for, for when you really need them, if that's going to be the case. And, you know, this team's showed that they can compete anyway if you don't do anything. I think they should try to solidify, you know, the group but I still, I still think the Achilles heel of this team is the goaltending, and that's not getting addressed tomorrow. So, don't put all your chips on the table just, you know, to be, <laughs> to be uh, losing them all for, for nothing. I don't, I don't think that's yeah. worth worth it. Um, if you guys want to follow that up, you can. If not, we can, we can.
3: Perfect teams have won Stanley Cups before. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess we saw like in 06 that, you know, well, Kevin was pretty active that day, but I still wouldn't say that was a perfect team. I still would say we were Cinderella going up against Detroit and, uh, you know, we went on a hell of a run. So uh,
2: anything's possible with two guys named uh, McDavid and Drysaddle. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. and And that's why I think, you know, we're not out of games against Colorado. We're not out of a series against them. I, th- I still think our goaltending is is the the real thing that gets kind of exposed there, but they they'll be expected us-
0: Montreal to beat Toronto last year in the first round. Yep.
1: Yeah, they they can keep they us. Expect
3: in Columbus it. to sweep Tampa Bay at the, end of the year. They were three top years top. ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I also think like our forward group, if if they're confident, can can overcome, you know, just about any adversity that's that's put our way. I think they're that good.
0: Yeah. Well, Durs, you tie things up like you stick to small talk. So where do we put our sticks and where do we reach? <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't, you don't even tell me where to put my stick, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you where to put your stick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we thought the show was off the rails. Uh,
3: with the <laughs> Who the
2: hell do you think you are? These, seg- right. these
1: segues from dash are unreal tonight <laughs>
2: that's right yeah um
1: I'll, I'll close this off thanks everybody for watching uh you know wherever you get your heavy hockey contact content uh whether that's youtube uh, twitter twitch or or facebook thank you all for watching um bet 99 uh you know check them out um play some bets if you if you'd like and uh for you know all your articles that you want to read up on, on the Oilers, uh, check out heavyhockey.com. Uh, um, there's some new content up, up there, uh, and I think uh, some new stuff coming in the next day or two, uh, you know, about about the whole deadline and, and you know, trade uh, ideas and, and all that fun stuff. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Keep your sticks on the ice. Keep reaching for the stars. And, uh you know, keep your day job dash because that rap career can uh, can wait <laughs> can, can wait a little bit. Good night, everybody.